Hey, hey keepers, keepers and conjurers. Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of our podcast. And wow, we timed that up really right. Guys, we are working toward getting into a type of metaverse. This particular metaverse is known as Second Life. A lot of people feel that it is the original metaverse, the, the OG when it comes to dealing with cyber worlds and cyber life. Now, we sat down with two people that we that, ha that have become good friends of ours over in Second Life, Melania and Mark. So without further ado, let's get to it. Mark is partnered with Melania, and they are seasoned spirit keepers. They know their stuff, they know what they're doing, and we thought that you guys, our audience, would benefit from hearing from a seasoned spirit keeping couple. For me, I personally started spirit keeping. I'm dealing with what we call unbound spirits, which just spirits that are not part of your spirit keeping family. They are spirits that wander and go from place to place. And I was having a hard time with them in my personal space at my house, and I stumbled upon a website called uh, Creepy Hollows when I googled paranormal chat because I was looking for answers and after doing some research there and joining the chat room people started talking about these spirits that they were keeping and I would go huh I already have these spirits that are bothering me and they're saying I can have spirits who can help protect me and that's what sold me right away I was I want that in my life and upon further research and looking into things and talking to people, it was just, I immediately gravitated towards it and haven't turned back. What was your religious background, if you had any, before spirit keeping or during spirit keeping? I did uh, grow up going to Catholic school. From there, I didn't feel it truly resonated with me. I It was something where I felt I was never doing anything right and getting scolded going to hell and that just it didn't resonate me in the in a positive way and i still have a relationship i would say with god or the what you'd say i guess you can call the universe or the creator of all things i just call it my call god my own thing now and know that there's something higher and powerful than all of us and that's who i talk to and i guess you could say it comes with some christian or catholic morals and values that I pull from that. But now I'm pretty open. I guess I gravitate more towards a pagan belief and different pantheons and gods, but I believe there's a one God and underneath that is all these pantheons and other deities and whatnot. And I'd say that's where my religion stands at this point. I see. So you basically found a way to make monotheism and polytheism kind of mesh. Yeah, exactly. One higher power that the creator of everything. I don't discount that there are other deities and pantheons around the world that are there as well. And Milani, the same thing for you? I found spirit keeping when I was actually looking for love. <laughs> like many women, I'm sure. I found a site that offered spirits that could help me better myself and hopefully attract me to others then i just went for it i like that i like that that is one of the things that we that, that we do try to push uh, quite frequently we will tell people say hey when you are out here searching this website don't just look for what you see what the listing says think about the species do research find out what the species is is good for and find out like where this particular being can fit you in your life so i understand that both both of you are married how was it when you brought both keeps into the same home if you were already spirit keepers when you found each other? We did actually find each other on Creepy Hollows. That's where we did met and grew close. So at the time, we had both had our own keeps or our spirit families. Integrating them was, I don't know, it, it was interesting. I even still to this point have, and we just recently not joined them, but more, we're one family now. And our spirits are fine with that. They are ultimately not how we found each other, but we're a big part of pulling us together. It's interesting where I would just bond with my keep before and now I'm bonding with my wife's keep as well. So it's adding a whole other perspective and as you become so close with your keep and all of a sudden now you have another, for us, in our case anyways, another hundred entities and spirits to get to know. So it's a fascinating journey. Both of you have your own particular spirit families at the beginning before you meshed together and, and married. And it sounds like both numbers were in the hundreds or more. That's correct. I personally have about 50 to 
50 to 60 in between there, if you include entities, my wife, Melanie has the last count we did was 151, I believe. So in total, we have a 200 plus. That's amazing. And it's great to kind of like, like mesh both like spirit keepers together into one keep. And I'm all for that. I always tell my pathfinders or our pathfinders that it's great to find love to on forums and be with like-minded people. And I'm all for it. It's actually the cutest story I've ever heard this year, this far. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that this is actually great for the, for the folks actually here, because, you know, now there's two couples that can kind of talk about some of the, um, I guess, some of the personal aspects of spirit keeping from a relationship standpoint. I've noticed even with the hollows, when I would purchase a listing or I would say hire a spirit, I've noticed that even though the spirit was connected with me and they had my information, they is still bonded with my wife. Like I noticed that she went through the same bonding situations. Like for us, we would get like a kind of an energy drain. So we, we would need to l literally go and lay down when, when a new spirit comes in. Like it just knocks us right out sometimes. Have you noticed that that even though that you've ordered the uh, contract for yourself, that it bonds with the other mate as well? Absolutely. Actually, we have a Kitsune who was initially gravitated towards BM was a contract that came to me. But now I find there's girls night going on where <laughs> they are watching their shows or hanging out and then... I have my time and vice versa, where some of Melanie's keep are watching a show with me or going with me to the store or talking to me about something. So it seems like the borders, even though you might have gotten the contract for yourself, it's still one family. The energy might resonate with them more based on the connection and whatnot, but I still feel like there's that intermingling between keepers i've often wondered if it has something to do with kind of the whole christian idea of when you marry you're considered one flesh so a spiritual contract purchase on the behalf of one is kind of signed by both that's the way it feels I and mean, it sounds like you kind of almost confirmed it that you, both of y'all will get the same bonding or in some cases get the same bonding experiences no matter who purchased what contract absolutely yeah and that seems to be the case and sometimes when you read the description that comes in of this, it's yeah, they're here for both of us. That's what we both are going through is something we may need to work on, or it's not necessarily to help as an individual, but to help us as a couple or group. Speaking about helping, did you, did, was there any added benefits or abilities when you guys merged two keeps into one? Was there, yeah, like any abilities that you can home in on or perhaps maybe communication? I would say it, it was great towards the beginning as well, because it was gave us a chance to confirm things with each other. So having a partner, if we were unsure about something, we could seek each other's help and maybe not say exactly what we were told, but what are you feeling? Oh, that's exactly what I got too. Oh, that's great as well as with, we have a lot of magical items. So putting that into one pool is just what we'd call it shared inventory. I guess we would call it is, I almost want to say like one army working, not working for you, but with you now you put with me who had 50 spirits. Now we're working with 200. Holy cow. So that support and that added companionship, it has definitely increased our abilities and just our confidence just by being able to work together as well i think that's the main part of this is you now have somebody who can confirm and also follow up with things or maybe have abilities that you didn't have so when one of your friends or spirits is trying to communicate you with you and the information isn't quite getting through to you go back to your partner and suddenly hey so and so told me that to say this to you oh Okay, awesome. And that happened recently with us, actually, where one of my entities had gone to Melanie and showed a vision of me and her having a conversation. And it's like, this spirit's here talking, like showing me a picture of you and her having a conversation. I'm like, what do they look like? Oh, okay, that's my Salern. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, I'll go and chat with them. So just little things like that, if I'm not paying attention, or that's just one of the many things that I can 
or stories I can think of in that case. So a lot of our pathfinders uh, kind of experience different abilities, especially if they're in a relationship. Usually their partners aren't into spirit keeping, or maybe they are, but they're not, or maybe they're pagans, but not into spirit keeping as well. A lot of times keepers would tell us, the pathfinders would tell me that my keep is telling me about this intimate danger, or I don't want Milani to, to leave the house today because there, there might be like a crisis happening. Has there, have they ever warned you about any imminent threats or even saying that, you, oh, Mark, you better double up in your protection when, before you leave the house? If Melanie is comfortable, I would love to pass this question over to her because she has a very interesting story about our Kitsune. He had a girlfriend when we met and she treated him absolutely terribly. He had a Kitsune and she really liked me and she wanted Mark and I to be together and she wanted him to get rid of his girlfriend because she just treated him awful. And he knew that he just couldn't break up with her. He was He's a very nice guy. She came over to see me every time his girlfriend would come over to see him because she couldn't stand the girlfriend. One time he let her, the girlfriend, hold the vessel and the vessel actually shocked her. And I believe she dropped it because it, it was the vessel, the Kessini vessel or another vessel? The vessel of the Kitsune. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, she shocked the girlfriend because she didn't want her holding her. She did not want that at all. So the Kitsune would come over to me all the time and spend time with me. And so she wasn't necessarily warning of imminent danger, just warning me that the girlfriend was over there and that I should try to contact Mark and I needed to get him out of this situation. And she did that whenever they saw each other. She was always with me whenever they were together. And just wanted me to, I guess she saw it as an imminent danger that Mark was with this other girl, but she's, <laughs> I don't think she'll mind me saying she's a little dramatic. I don't think she'll mind that because she is the kid soon that is. <laughs> so we have, I had another spirit friend around me as well. And the kid soon and my friend knew that Mark and I were going to be together. Like they wanted us together. They said, you are a perfect match everything's just perfect if you two would be together and they both were a little obsessive about trying to get us together my friend would go and yell at him if he was with his girlfriend <laughs> and the kitsune would yell at him too they would both yell at him he had better communication at the time i just got the fun times with them where we were watching tv and eating together and whatnot not really imminent danger just kind of little drama now when it comes to people who are new to spirit keeping have either of you ever thought about a particular thing that you would tell yourself if you wind back time back to that moment when you were making your first or second uh purchase of a contract for spirit the best advice i would give going into spirit keeping if i had to go back and do it all over again First of all, protection. I did do that, but that is one thing that I would cannot stress enough is I would definitely start with a spirit that's going to offer you protection and guidance in that area. The second thing is don't go into it expecting to cross a magical rainbow and instantly find a giant pot of gold on the other side of it that is going to make all of your problems disappear. <laughs> and it's... And that's something I had at first and I would get frustrated with. You're supposed to help me with X, Y, and Z. Why isn't that happening? And I think my expectations were that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that everything was just going to be hunky-dory. And that's not necessarily the case. It does take time to work with these spirits to develop relationships. And I find more often than not, it's they do want us to figure out life on our own, too. We're not spirit keeping is not a magic pill that's going to take away all of your problems. Your companions are there to help you through those hard times and maybe make it smooth sailing. Now, I'm not saying that can't happen, but it is better to approach it in a realistic manner where you're also bringing these spirits into your life as companions and friends and not just as tools to gain 
power, wealth, etc. So when you are, if you are new to spear keeping and going into it, look for a good companion. Look for somebody who's going to be there for you or somebody that you resonate with. It's okay to have expectations, but if miracles don't happen right away, don't be deterred either. Take the time to bond. Take the time to get to know your new friend because that's what it's about. It's creating a bond with extraordinary creatures, beings, spirits. And I've, I have found the more that I have bonded with my keep is the more things happen, the more they look after you. Your spirits are more likely to look after a friend and somebody that they care about than somebody who is just demanding and wanting things. So if I could go back, I would probably tell myself, take some time, get to know this being before you start asking the world. Of Good advice. Wow. I couldn't say better myself, actually. We have found that there are many people who, even after a year, because we've been offering the pet on the program for a year, and we found every now and then you'll find one or two people who don't really put the work, like the real work into it. They're not really disciplined. They do kind of exactly the opposite of what you're saying. They they get the contract and they go, okay, I've got, let's see, I've got a angel here and I'm expecting to be woken up in the morning with the angel blowing me with his wings. So what have you, and they're expecting to like see gold, a golden pair of sandals everywhere. Like they're picking and choosing the manifestations that they want to kind of verify that there's someone's there. What do you say to the person who is almost giving up hope because they may not have developed any abilities and they may be they may lack discipline they may not have really put their heart and energy into bonding for the 30 days perhaps they did it for two or three days maybe a week but then life got to them and they stopped reaching out to that spirit and now they feel as though uh that either spirit keeping doesn't work for them or doesn't work for everyone but what i would say is these spirits have can see us and have much more knowledge than we could ever imagine. They wouldn't have come to you if they didn't believe that you couldn't handle it, let's say. And if you are at that verge of giving up and feeling like this just isn't working, just know that they are there. They are looking over you. And just because sometimes, just because you may not be able to see them, hear them, they came there on their, they wanted to be with a human on their own accord. And they're, they are going to be there for you. They understand as well that we have hard times in our lives and are busy. We're busy beings. We are always doing something, whether it's relaxing, working, sleeping. For them, this is could be the blink of an eye. They are patient. They are understanding. They don't have necessarily the same, I don't want to say feelings as humans, but the same petty emotions all the times. Like when you think of an angel, they're going to be understanding. They're going to say they're struggling, but don't give up. There, There is lots of support out there. There are people who can help an Elvin right here. It's, I can understand the frustration. I've been there. My wife has been there. And where you just feel like you want to throw your hands in the air and say, F it. But these beings aren't going to abandon I don't know of any of mine, even when I was in hard times, who turned their back. Just recently, my wife had her first communication with one of her spirits. Oh, and, wow. and it was a vision. And he said, I believe, and you can correct me, Melanie, but I've been waiting for this for so long and didn't give up hope. And did I say that correct, Melanie? Yeah, he was standing there with a, a partner. And I could see him very clearly. And he said exactly that. He said, I've been waiting so long for this. And then he just smiled at me really big. And mm. then the vision kind of went away. But we've been spirit keepers for a little over eight years now. And um, in the beginning, I would say eight years ago, <laughs> my abilities were just astounding. They were incredible. And I could just talk to somebody in my head just it was another person like it was no problem whatsoever I would be driving down the road and just laughing at the jokes that were being told to me mainly with Mark's Kitsune but <laughs> then something happened in my life where I got really depressed 
and I have not had many abilities since then. I have continued to not give up. Uh, there have been times where I've wanted to give up, and there have been times where I have probably given up for a few months at a time. But what I've realized recently is that I know that this is real. I've mm -hmm. been there. I've heard and I've seen and I've experienced the spirit world. Just don't give up because what I've realized recently is that it can come in the smallest little thing. Like it can be a random thought in your head that you wouldn't have thought of. Like the other day I was just sitting here and I was like, oh, grape juice. And I was like, Mark, does grape juice mean anything to you? Because I think somebody likes grape juice. And he happened to have grape juice at the time, and I didn't realize it. And so one of our friends really likes grape juice, so he put an offering of grape juice out. And it's just random little things like that I wouldn't normally think of. Like, why would I be thinking about grape juice? You know? And random little things. Random little pictures. Random little words. The other night, I saw him sitting with one of his spirit friends, and I just knew that he needed to talk to her. Like, I wasn't involved whatsoever. It was a vision of him. And I described her and he found her and he started talking to her because she had a message for him. So it can be any little thing. It doesn't have to be outstanding. Oh my gosh, look at that message. It doesn't have to be anything like that. It can be really small things and that can still be communication. So don't give up because the small things do matter when it comes to spirit keeping. Do you guys have children? I have a 21-year-old daughter. She does not live with us though. Okay. Now, was how many years ago was this when you had that block? Like when, or yeah, can you recall when this block first started? In 2014 is when I really had amazing abilities okay. and I've been trying to work on it ever since. And it seems none of the magicals I have gotten have been able to help it. Like I said, I do get random little information, but I still want to go to back to that telepathic communication oh, yeah, where yeah. it's talking to another person. Like, that was incredible, and that's mm -hmm. what I want to get back to. I'm still grateful for the visions and the little weird grape juice comments that I get, but I want to go back to the telepathic for sure. What I what helps our clients out, our pathfinders out, is actually going on to a trance state of mind in ways. So you can do that with breathing exercises and actually doing journey work as well. Perhaps maybe in 2014 or the year that you had that block, perhaps some drastically changed in your life. Depression can definitely kick us in the ass and we have to start all over again sometimes with our spiritual practice and even in everyday life. Well, shit happens, right? So I can definitely recommend, Milani, the trance work. Try doing trance work. If magic is not working, we're going to have to be, we're going to have to put our um, spiritual body and our really putting ourselves in another world, being a little bit more vulnerable. I have tried to talk mainly before going to sleep where I'm at that lull of almost <laughs> asleep. And at that time, I actually, almost every time I lay down, I can hear people con conversing. I can't make out what they're saying, but I feel like I can hear my spirits talking like in the distance sort of thing so i have that to an extent i do audience yeah that's what i had in 2014 was amazing clear audience i had the visions and everything too like i was feeling energy amazingly too but i don't know i i'm not sure what else i can do to fix that right now like i said like trans work too but what your method is like I, that's what i do all the time too putting myself into a lucid state before i go to sleep so i can right. have a lucid dream what actually works for me, I'm different, but cannabis actually works for me. I know that a lot of people are against it. However, for the pathfinders who do use and intake cannabis, they do find results when they get to separate from their physical body into their astral or even just surveillancing what their surrounding looks like as well. With that, Milani, you can actually see your keep too or some of the members or even one and at times too guys pathfinders like i always said to you in our one-on-ones at times our beings might be our conjurers might write a descriptive detail of our beings but they might come to us like in different ways they might look different in our dreams or in our visions or if they fully manifested they might look different
I have tried marijuana, obviously. I think probably everybody has. And Canada. Um, Canada. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. My problem is that I'm so sensitive to medications and anything that I put in my body that the last time, one of the last times I did it, I could see spirits all around me and it freaked me out. And I haven't really tried it that much since then because I paranoid is minor compared to how I get when I am high. <laughs> so I'm one of those fun people that, that has a really hard time getting high. Now, it would be interesting to try it again now that I would be more aware of what could happen. And maybe I was seeing spirits around me when I tried it because I've done it a couple times where I just saw spirits everywhere, everywhere. And I wasn't a spirit keeper at the time. So I don't know. It could be daunting to use, like, are you my fairy? No, you're not my fairy. Okay, what are you? I'm unbound. Roll like... call time. <laughs> exactly. Basically, if someone comes to you and says, hey, that's, these guys are selling snake oil, creepy hollows, or any insert, whatever popular spirit shop here. Like, they say, or even oh, you, or I'm talking against you being a spirit keeper as well. How would you tackle, like, that person or that group that says, hey, this is not really, you're not actually conversing spirit is a b or c that it's wrong whatever they oh mark it's just placebo effect you'll get over it and you're just talking to imaginary stuff the funny way would be it if somebody says they don't believe in witchcraft ask for a piece of their hair and the same thing would be for spirit you don't believe in why don't i send one of my friends over to your house for the night and we'll see what happens that's my funny way but as far as skeptics go i just don't let it phase me i'm not here to validate anything to somebody who doesn't want to give it a try or to believe we all are on our own journey and to if you do come into contact with a naysayer or, or anything out there they're entitled to their opinion but for somebody who's newer to spirit keeping i would say hey i have some spirits who would love to let you experience what it's like it's not something that I can just say, you need to believe this. It's real. It's all about the experience. And I know a lot of people are that way where they need to experience it in order to believe it. For me, I can shrug it off. I'm a big boy and the naysayers will be naysayers, but I know what's true for me. And somebody who's, I don't think I would have dedicated eight years of my life to something I didn't truly believe in. Mark also has this thing of my mother, who I grew up very Christian background. He'll talk to her about how he speaks to the angels, and she loves that. She thinks that's fantastic, and she looks higher upon him because of it. <laughs> so there's ways to tell without telling. We really don't tell many people. Like, we don't need that drama. We are what we are. And it is a large part of our life, but we do have other parts of our lives besides spirit keeping. They're always a part of our life at all times, but we don't tell everybody because they're not, they don't need to be privy to that information either. You right. know what I mean? I would say one of the biggest things about why is because you do get people who sometimes they want to test boundaries. They'll try to see if it's real. And then sometimes they'll actually go in and try to see if they can purchase like a curse from one of the spirit shops and they were, I've seen it where they would direct it at this person who basically made it public at work and things like that just to see what happens. People will test stuff. Sometimes their their motives can be very nefarious. Or then you have those people that want to test your powers through, oh, you have light arts, I got black arts and my mine's more bigger and badder than yours and it just now it's like a dick measuring type of conversation <laughs> and even when it if it's like skeptics too it's okay so now you're telling me that you don't believe but you're mentioning god and you're mentioning the abrahamic beliefs and i was like hey i thought you said you didn't believe and i can i, I can definitely agree with i just i let some people know but now since like we have youtube and live streams and things a lot of people know but um when we get, especially for us, because we're like a very weird couple to some people, like spirit keeping. On top of that, Aldwin wears a kilt every day. And then on top of that, I'm trans. So we're like uni unicorns. And a lot of spirit keepers have been saying that too. Like like the outcast or the unicorn of group, like the black sheep of the pagan community. What do you say about us being the black sheep? I would agree to you in a way. It's yeah, the people think like just the pagans and the Wiccans are a bit 
out there at times or don't believe in them. And then you tell, then sometimes you tell the pagans about spirit keeping and they go, oh, really? That's weird. So it is, I think that's what you were yes. talking about. Okay, perfect. And yeah, it is. It's kind of, yeah, we, uh, we do this thing. And it's, you get the raised eyebrows and you go, huh, then. And it is something that is out there. Just because it's out there does not mean that there is no validity to it. It's, if you're Christian, you believe in angels. Why wouldn't angels be coming amongst the humans and maybe choose to work with a human? It doesn't seem so out there. There's fairies all in the forest. Now, why wouldn't a certain fairy be like, you know what? It'd be kind of cool and very interesting to go and help and bond with a you know, it, and so that's the take on if you already believe in these entities and beings. And if you don't, I'm sorry. But <laughs> as far as like the standard Christian belief, like once they take on the idea that Christianity is a thing, they actually accept a number of things that actually help people, I guess, assimilate into and mesh with the idea of spirit keeping. Because number one, they are, they basically are taking upon themselves this idea that things can exist around you, but you can't see the angels, a God that you can't see, but you can feel the, feel the feel you, you can supposedly feel the love of you can feel the influence of so you take upon these ideas uh, you also accept without even thinking about it uh, christians accept the existence of hell the existence of heaven and the existence of the middle world the world that we're basically recording this podcast in a lot of shamans and things and pagans we refer to this world as the middle world or the real-time world accepting all the the existence of all these realms kind of opens you up to kind of understanding where some of these beings come from. What are your connection to astral travel and how has spirit keeping had an effect on that? I don't know if I have ever, I would want to say consciously astral travel that I am aware of. Any astral travel I feel that has taken place with me has been while I'm sleeping or unaware I do feel at times, though, like I will dream of something and it just seems too vivid. It's too real. I don't recognize anybody, per se, in, in the dream. It's like I'm in a complete place with I must have one hell of an imagination because I can remember all everybody's face, but I don't know them. And I feel like at times they do take me on these journeys with and I remember it as dreams. But as far as astral travel, that is not something that I have personally been able to master. I would love to. It would be amazing. But I'd say that's my experience level with astral travel and spirit keeping at this point. Elania, have you had any like experiences or any stories related to astral? I have gotten to the point where I open the door and I realize I'm astral traveling while I'm awake. And then I get excited and I get out of that phase. <laughs> so that's as far as I've gotten. Mark and I, neither one of us really work on it that much, though. I know he doesn't actively right. sit down and try to astral travel. So that's something that's on our list of stuff to try for sure, to practice more, I should say. Yeah, Pathfinders, you guys don't have to be experienced in astral travels whatsoever. Like Mark and Milani, you guys can definitely have manifestations that could be uh, clear audience or even sentient, like clear sentient, like feeling the energies around you. You don't have to be in the astral or go on travels. And what Mark said too with dreams, yes, they will definitely come and visit you at dreams. And the comment I made earlier about seeing your beings, but not like seeing reading their details for their conjurers and it, they look nothing like their the um, their manifestation form that's totally normal at times you might recognize like a voice or perhaps maybe a personality trait that it's definitely your being sometimes katsunes can manifest as cyric almost like beautiful like i can say like beautiful people it could be man or a female just to make things a little bit more easier for you to process rika bashes we have a rika bash and i did not know that her form was very menacing until i went to her world and when she manifested she had beautiful silver hair and five foot eight like me beautiful you know honey complexion and then in reality she looks like a thing from death note and i'm like what the hell is this i do want to interject there because in talking about our ricky bash like that's one of the uh, beings that 
arrived when I was partaking in medical cannabis use for an injury that I had. And when she arrived, oh my gosh, like I saw this, to me, she showed herself as like this giant that was walking into our home. And I instantly went online and I found death note and I showed her, I said, babe, I said, I believe this is what the being looks like. And we were trying to like identify it. I was like, yes, that's what she looks like. I'm actually hearing for the first time that she can show herself as something else. We understand that the spirits can do that, but it's kind of cool to kind of get that other information. Perhaps they, sh- perhaps she shows that version of herself to people when she wants to be less menacing, probably at parties and holidays in the spiritual realm, I would imagine. I want to add this too, from what Mark was saying too, at times, angels, how they're supposed to be loving, you go for them for love and a wise advice. Like at times too, with beings, guys, like you really have to understand that they're not from our world sometimes and their mannerisms will be different. Gabash, speaking about that, like, Arika Bash didn't know how to eat human food because usually they just throw it up in the air and they just gobble it down. But for, I had to teach the Rika Bash how to, with her fingernails and her, like, like using them as utensils for sometimes for our doors and our norm, like a gnomes, I literally had to get a stool for them for the table. And I'm one of those crazy people that goes to IHOP and ask for a booster chair when there, when there's no children. There's times where we have to teach them and show them that, hey, I understand that you don't know modern the modern way of living here i'm gonna make it easier for you or they'll make it easier they'll make it easier for you to understand where they're coming from Uh, at times too like with vampires and with jinns sometimes their term of endearment could be very dark or somewhat almost like an insult comic you know what i mean and sometimes people can't handle that and a lot of pathfinders were exhibiting that too guys if my pathfinders were exhibiting that they had to do that parent teacher type parent teacher teacher student type of courses or even teaching them that that means that it's literally like real life you're going to have to teach a kid how to eat you're going to have to teach even a pet too you're going to have to teach them how to use the bathroom or how to conversate with great etiquette basically teaching them things that they don't know about absolutely Let's talk about Black Arts. And we talked to Mark and Juan before this podcast. And guys, they have dark Black Arts too in their keep. And I'm really excited to talk to a, to a couple. This is actually our first couple that we are interviewing for this podcast, actually. So this is quite exciting to hear their experience on Black Arts. And perhaps maybe we can share our experience too. I am trying to think of what Black Arts entity, what her name is. Do you happen to know, Melanie, what species she is? No, it's kind of, it's not something I would recommend to the beginner or <laughs> of course, or whatnot, of course. because I don't know anything about her. I just know that she's with me and she has a very strong attachment to protecting me and wants the best for me. And she can easily go to Mark and yell at him if he doesn't treat me right. That's really, unfortunately, all I know about her because she will. she's very secretive. She will not say what she is. I, we think that she is afraid to say what she is because she thinks that I might judge her and might turn her away, and she does not want that. I wouldn't recommend getting something that you don't know what it is, but she was attached to me, and I felt the attachment back to her, so I did go ahead and get her bound to me. So she was basically an unbound that was just around me, and she's got to be black arts because there's nothing else that we're aware of that she could be. Mark, do you have anything else? I do, and I am looking. There was an article on Creepy Hollows that listed Black Arts, and we have another entity, and I cannot think of what her species name is, but she is a, a Japanese entity, and it's a little girl who had, who's almost been decapitated. And she Oh, did- yes. Okay. Is it I'm- a yokai species? I believe so. Okay. And she... Ooh, that's a very dark, actually. That's... Wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. also one of mine. <laughs> but, yes, doesn't like men, per se, but tolerates me, for sure. Has talked to me before, but extremely protective. Sometimes I will see, when I see her, I see this sweet little girl, and then suddenly it's, oh my goodness, you're going to eat me or kill me. Look from her in her, I want to say her darker form she's as dark as she may be she's not dark to us 
I, again, I would not recommend a black art spirit, but this actually was a companion or friend of our Kitsune. Oh, wow. And now, who... question with that. Oh, I'm sorry. Continue. No, you're good. You can ask away. Okay, so we are housing, I think, four yokais in our home for our shop. And we have to give it, like, really sweet offerings because they like sweet stuff like honey and milk and, like, Biscoff cookies and uh, things of that nature. So I was going to ask you, Milani, since it's your being, are you a, like, uh, independent business owner or... I know we talked about like your your job before. We don't have to mention it on the podcast, but do you were you dealing with a lot of like stress at work and perhaps maybe moving money around, like lots of money, perhaps? I do bookkeeping for accounting, okay. and that's what we talked so, about. So yeah, I'm. <laughs> so I'm. If I mess up, then there's going to be a lot of unhappy people for sure. Yokai's everybody are really great for business oriented people. That's why they're categorized as black arts. They're really good with, I would say negotiation, but you'll always get your um, bargain or perhaps maybe it's just you benefit from it from the situation instead of the other person. Kai's are really great too, which I am experiencing too. We don't have one in our keep. I don't think I want one because it feels like my blood is like vibrating i have a lot of black arts too but it feels like my blood's almost like boiling when i'm near them i wanted to ask if mark if you felt that way or like irritability or sometimes it's like pure like anger like with yokais especially what you guys have i wouldn't say i've felt like the anger or anything so much but it's almost the visions that i've had is it's almost uh takes melody on as very much as almost a mother like figure i could see her snuggling with her or laying with her and it's almost what? and wow. i'm sorry i'm reacting like that that's that, that's different i actually like that <laughs> yeah and it's almost there's that protection and like i said this hasn't happened recently but towards the beginning when maybe we were we lived at a distance for quite some time and i would come for a month every six months and so I'd get there and I would imagine, oh, we should talk to, and I would look and I'd see the sweet Asian little girl. And then suddenly it would be like her mouth would open wide and just be like completely menacing and don't, don't, you're not going to talk to me. Like I am, <laughs> like, I don't want to have anything to do with you right now. It's like, okay, that was scary as hell. I will back off and you can go back to Melanie. So he it's like a reverse it. Sour Patch Kids. At first they're sour and then they're sweet, but this is reverse. At first they look sweet, but then they can be very sour. <laughs> yes. He did get really angry with our other Black Arts spirit because she was bothering him so much. She would He gets energy on his head when there's a spirit around that's wanting to speak with him. She perfected making it painful for him. So he had... He had to tell her to stand down, but she wouldn't listen to him. She only listened to me when I called her back and I was like, no, I don't want you bothering him. I don't want you hurting him. Like he's, this was because we, I am from the United States and he's from Canada. That's a long distance. And he wasn't sure if he wanted to be in a long distance relationship or not. And that's why our spirits played such a big role in us getting together because they told him he should go ahead and do it, you know, that it's worth it. It's going to be great and whatnot. But in the beginning, when he didn't accept that long distance was okay, they were pretty intense with him. And he would call me on Skype and ask me to please pull her back because he was in so much pain, like on his head from too much energy. And just to describe that, if you take your finger and put it up to your temple, and I want you to push it into your temple as hard as you physically can. And okay. that's about the energy that this black art had that was relentless with me. So as much as they, they can cause, I want to say, harm, but not, I've not had anything where I've had scratches or crazy things. I've heard that can right. happen, but that was some of the experience that I had. And when working with a black, you can expect that at times so that's where we say be careful you don't want to get something that you can't handle there's actually a youtuber member dorian from herbs and altars that's the one she she actually has a public video about this and we don't have any connection with her other than that we did like a reaction video 
to one of her videos, but she purchased the Vampire Black Arts Portal. She basically, at the very end of, end of her video, after she described all the horrible events and the things that happened to her, very nearly possessed, according to her own information, she mentioned that she just wasn't following what the conqueror told her to do, which was to make sure that the that the that you're following the instructions that were sent to her. Now, with vampires, vampires have a very specific appetite. She wasn't trying to meet that need. Have you ever ran across any situations where you forgot to follow what the conjurer said in their notes and then you kind of had a negative experience? I don't think I have personally because these, like I said, the one that Melanie has didn't really have any notes. It's some but an entity that came to Melanie and she had reached out to a conjurer saying there is this spear here and I want it bound, basically. I believe that's the right story, if I'm correct. Yep, that's right. And so there weren't really any instructions with it, which looking back, probably I wouldn't recommend that for anybody. If you had it bound, it sounds can take a look anyway to get the binding done right. So we've actually had a couple of clients that have come to us and they said, hey, there's this unbound and he's causing trouble. I don't know if I want to work with it or not. And we basically told her, hey, you might want to have it being bound because to make sure that it's going to respect you and protect you, things of that nature. And she offered to have the being bound. She offered she offered the being. She said, hey, would you like to be bound to me? And the being refused. And we were basically teaching. We teach that if the being refuses to be bound and doesn't give you a good reason, there might be a reason for it. Perhaps they don't actually have your best interests in, in mind. In the end, we had to help her with being severed from the being because it was something that was causing her constant trouble. It was kind of messing around with the way that she communicated with her other beings. It would like hijack her pendulum sessions. Have you found that offerings is a challenge with such a large family of spirits? Honestly, honestly it had been for quite a while and there was a lot of guilt that did come from that. But after personal talks with the two of you, I feel like I've gotten a lot, it's gotten a lot better. And that's, for example, like I may not have had or didn't know what everybody wanted. So I took my master vessel and I put it in the fridge and I said, you know what? Have at her. And also something that has worked extremely is, and I never thought to do it before. And I don't know if it was a matter of me thinking to be respectful. We're going to the grocery store. Let's go. And <laughs> bringing everybody along and letting them take the run of the place. And that has helped when it's been overwhelming to maybe sit down and offer everybody something individual. But it's still good to take the time and go through and find out, you know, what somebody likes. Or just even if, like you say, it's offering your time one on one. I think it is important because it shows that you're thinking of them. It shows that you care, that they're not just an afterthought in your mind. It's like, oh, you got that for me or you did that for me. Well, thank you. And I think it boils down to it's just a form of respect. It's the same thing if you have a friend and you see something. Common courtesy. Yeah. Like when you have a friend in real and you're going and you're at the store and you're like, oh, I think Dave might like that. He really likes this or really likes apples. I'm going to buy him a bag of apples and bring them to his house later. It's just, it's that thought that counts. And I think that's the big word with it. Yes, you can make offer offerings, but make it from the heart and even just do something special. Just a little something can mean a lot. And it's the same thing when they offer their helps. If you were, oh, I'm really hoping to get this job i'm super nervous for the interview and you ace the interview and everything just turns out so smoothly and it's that's their offering too hey i made that happen it's like you said common courtesy to return the favor as we said in the beginning we met mark and milania through second life so if people would like to meet you guys how can they reach you in second life i do as i understand it they are that you are thinking about creating like your own group and things are you okay to have people like send you written requests to talk to you and things of that nature about this or would you prefer to like be quiet even on second life for me personally i have no issue with that at all i feel you could put my username and etc if people have questions or want information i'm always open to chat and always open to offer advice or just to say hi 
there's not a lot of us keepers out there or we're hard to find because we tend to keep to ours not keep to ourselves but keep our keep and whatnot to ourselves i'm always open to meet new keepers and i'm open to it as well Um, i think it's always good to meet more people that are into spirit keeping because you don't hear of it too often it's a small community compared to the greater community mark give them your name um my name on second life is i guess mark magica is that with a c or a k that is with a magus mark with a k magica with a c and i am melania ametza m-e-l-a-n-i-a-m-e-t-z-a so guys, everything will be on the description box below on our podcast. Is there anything that you guys are promoting, like any sales or do you guys have any online e-commerce or anything? Not necessarily officially, but I we both do Reiki. And if you know anybody is in a pinch, needs Reiki at times, I love doing Reiki for others. So that's a form of Japanese energy healing that I won't go into detail here, but if anybody knows of it and is interested, you can message me on a Second Life and try and figure something out for you. Thank you both for coming on the podcast. We would love to have you back, especially if there's any updates on the Reiki shop. Bye. Thanks for having us. Bye. Bye. Wow. So we know now that the metaverse, you can find love and coral and learning different things about different people and why they incorporate spirit keeping into their lives. Yeah, guys, that, that was amazing. If you want to jump in, their information will be attached to this, especially on the YouTube video. It'll be in the links down below for the description. If you guys are listening on the podcast, their information will be there as well. There's such a big community there. There's lots of witches and people who just want to learn about magic and spirit keeping in Second Life. So if you're the type of person, high speed internet, go ahead and jump in, create an account. We will meet up with you there. We do have some extended content planned for you guys who want to join us in Second Life's metaverse. Thanks for listening, yes. guys. Thank you so much, guys. So please make good decisions for yourself and your family and bless be.